beginning of Act One. going to do here is I'll just do a very uh, brief recap of each of the um, scenes, just a <coughs> brief bullet points of mm -hmm. them, so fresh in, in our minds. Um, we know which, um, I, I'm going to go through all the ones that you three won't know and won't know anything about, at least not until you get more information. Mm -hmm. Then we'll go um, in reverse order of what we did last time, and I'll summar summarize yours, yours and yours, and when I do mm -hmm. so... Um, feel free, uh, I'll, I'll even throw a little spin, a little toss the, the ball to you to um, wrap up a scene or do whatever the sub such is. Did you guys have plans before even get started? Did you guys have plans to meet up the next, um, you know, n noting that you're not sleeping, mm -hmm. right? So people will be quite tight, tired and whatnot, but did you guys have plans to meet up the next day at a specific time, location? Um, to share and tell or, or anything, make sure you're all safe. Or I mean, we can say that that you did if you want to be like, yeah, we would have been, been like the Crate Castle or Castle Crate. I think it was Crate. kind of uh, we're gonna go through the night until we hear from you. Mm -hmm. No news, good news, but yeah, like let us know in the morning. But mm -hmm. we didn't like. Yeah, and I would have stayed with Elspeth all the way through all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as far as I knew, no news was good news. So yeah. I was gonna wait till the sun is up and then go to sleep kind of thing like mm -hmm. they came and got me you know what i mean <clears throat> absolutely absolutely well maybe. okay <clears throat> well we picked up we here with you, you guys going to castle crepe a place where you have been plenty of times i mean you've had so many breakfasts there on um your middle veg over the months together near near elchris's apartment and he's apartment <clears throat> your guys's Mm -hmm. um, you guys had uh, some, some breakfast and some chats before going to the castle. You two and you casting Windwalk on some some folks before going to to Urfail and the guild members and casting Windwalk on th th them. And you mm -hmm. just started taking a big loop around Urfail and and uh, Minigo having the um, cape or the um, um, carpet um, which would go. Um, cloud form as well as a carried object and rather guild members going to wherever right to watch out for any various nonsense from friends of Puck Blue based on, on intel that Annie had gotten from her apprentice Tybalt. Um, Annie went with the aspects. Uh, so yeah, I'll just say this. Norm was circling over the sky watching a, a variety of things for her fail and um, and Inigo out amidst the night, and Anaxoria um, found herself in the pavilion of the host that's back within that private room of divination that you, um, the aspect of the mind, had met you in previously. Um, we had a, a moment here where your guild members, um, the three of them were, that were in Everbright, were walking the um, streets because Boeing just fly around, not seeing much. The shops are all closed and whatnot, and were waylaid 
by the Cliff Top Adventuring Guild, um, it's Kadio Putinesca and several other figures, some that you you three have seen before, others that you have have not. Um, Questions were had, zones of truth were cast, and ultimately everything was left uh, quite quite amicably, except that Hakon's dark jacket and hood has a big white glob of giant um, giant all shit on it. Hakon shitko. Hakon shitko, precisely. Um, <clears throat> we had a, a little scene here where we saw the fiery Jorowai in a dark tavern room with wood floor, the sounds of drinking beneath her and whatnot ruckusness in, in the rooms around as she was um, gritting her teeth, her hands seemingly cuffed behind her, her by these two metal brace bracers, though no chain connected them saw a little scene where she paid a good sum of plat- platinum to get this room be undisturbed the promise of 20 more platinum after two, after two nights had passed don't come in no matter what to the town keeper said for sure absolutely tons of stuff with that didn't follow his disagreement uh, apparently as he came in with two um guards friends ruffians he found who knows and threats were had to the girl who was smashing her face repeatedly on the wood kicking and trying not to scream why well you guys weren't there to see it anyways to ask and it's mm-hmm. frankly you don't really know why but there was a moment where they pulled back her hair threatened her with a dagger tattoo the neck where's the rest of the platinum girl please we don't want to hurt you and with tears mm-hmm. dead down her eyes she asked for xyle xyle please her eyes went weeping her cheeks flushed right flushed Read it to a, a very solid face with squinty eyes. She lunged forward, bit out the neck of, of one, kicked so hard that she spun the lower jaw around mm-hmm. one's face and then, then brought her heel down mm-hmm. on the skull of the other before she had another change seemed to come over her and it's all right, just don't was here. You've never done anything wrong. Your entire life, everything's fine. We went from that scene to one of Felicia in the Platinum Chateau, modestly full of patrons, <clears throat> uh, but those here probably ones that have no problem tossing all of their um, coin at uh, um, the card tables or the scandalously clad and dancing and striving around figure that is Felicia, gold hip, Tybalt watching carefully, bit of a flash forward there as later on through the night she is in a private break room with a bed in it um, getting screwed and being tied by her own um, loose airy cloak into the bed frame by two men at once um, de- 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 details of that only our imaginations can only know <laughs> as a finely dressed woman walked in Sean E. Benoit who Claimed that. Now it's interesting. <laughs> there you go. Um, who claimed that Felicia had taken everything from her livelihood, her husband, even her lover. Those latter two, not the same. Um, and here you are, drunk, naked, and bound. So easy, slut, whore. And um, Felicia commented on her, the poison peddling that she mm-hmm. had been doing, courtesy of her rare furs business that her fur line jacket seems to pronounce that is her business um and with a name like Eden Benoit you imagine she is one of the <coughs> 660 mm-hmm. 
um, and she pulled out one small sample in a syringe of this luminescent blue liquid, promising it wouldn't kill Felicia, but it would be unbelievably excruciating and mm -hmm. ecstasy at the, at the same time. But in the end, Rashawn herself would slit her throat. Mm -hmm. At which time, Tybalt appeared behind with the dagger to, to her, her throat. Felicia untied her, herself, but not before casting a command to, to, to the, the two men who sat down stu <clears throat> stupidly at, at that point, and then strode forward. They modify memory to, to Rashawn Ebenwa's memory, pulling forth and then a detect thoughts on, on it to see mm -hmm. the precise last time she met with the supplier from from the Valinar city-states. And then um, Tibble tossed her a squirrel, mm -hmm. if we were to call that. That was <laughs> yep. said. I listened to it, and that was pretty fucking funny. Um, a squirrel was tossed her. <laughs> Tibble, I'm afraid you misunderstood me, but I do need this. Rashawn's like, please no. <laughs> um, then a scroll being tossed to her, and she wrote um, a, a, a message <laughs> to... Um, figure who wrote back in handwriting that would be familiar to <coughs> Sammy mm -hmm. um, but what she saw and then uh, Blademark Guild members came in and those of Slyria's own guard for the Irtain family and we moved on past that to figures in dark hoods and clothing, some wearing boots with holes in them, some with bare feet just rags wrapped around them skirting their way through the lower areas of the city from Tavik's landing to central, finding a large, somewhat hidden um, metal door with just one, no, not even a slit where it would open, no handles, just a single keyhole in the center <coughs> and four guards outside. The four guards are dispatched by a dagger and poison dart and a child steps forth and produces the key that he had, she had, had stolen the night prior, sticks it in, the doors open up, down sets of stairs they all go. Second set of doors not locked, push them open, crossbow bolts fly out. They're throwing their their own stuff. Big Beast hand comes and <laughs> begins crushing, squishing them. Shield spells <laughs> are brought up as members of the Blade Mark Guild, that of the family of House Bennett and um, guards of Cain. For this was the entrance, one of the entrances to the Arcane Forge. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we saw the survivors flee and return back with the one that you've spoken with several times. We'll just call him Puck, Puck, Puck Blue for lack of mm -hmm. nothing else here. Mm -hmm. Six or so making their way back through those great slipping through in their emaciated forms going through hidden ways, through sewers, up through, <laughs> crawling up and seeing a, 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 a chamber that's usually quite well hidden, quite safe, um, just blood. Blood everywhere and dismembered parts and hus smoking husks and a golden eye appeared atop and a shadowy, long-limbed, near skeletal but just with papery skin across descending and long fingers of the bone claw stabbing through killing several um, magic wands that these uh, um, friends of Puck, Puck, of Puck Blue were able, were able to have somehow um, pulled out tried to try to use but a dag dagger came flying <laughs> struck him in the temple lightning 
crackled, fell down, dead. The one remaining alive, your friend, um, getting stabbed through the back as a familiar figure, the eye patch and cane of Elgaris Damia. Um, strode forth, pulling out his dagger, slipping into the, band of the, the bandolier upon his chest. Some dialogue was had here where this friend of, of Puck Blue claimed, why you, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Like, there can be a better way. Sometimes you have to burn some things down in order to build something better. The arcane, you know what the Arcane Forge does. You know who it uses, who it manipulates, who it takes, mm-hmm. what they do, even, the, even being around it. For you. By the time these children are no longer needed, they die at the age of 30 because they've mm-hmm. been around too much arcana. Those that aren't burnt or crushed. And um, some words were exchanged. Ultimately, one more of the bone claws fingered through the back of his head, and Elkaris held out his hand, and bone claw went into the eye, which Elkaris then put inside of his own, bringing back on his eye patch, and he strides out. We then see him eventually get back to the basilisk's den and go and check on his great aunt Bertha, where the master steward, um, Ezekiel, is there tending to her in a comatose state and Elkris thinks back to the previous two nights where he said just one more divination just one more question if we just know the location we'll be fine if we know that the name of someone we'll be fine as she just put everything she could into several divinations um, until her mind seemed to break mm-hmm. um, Elkris ends the night sitting at his desk uh, an untouched but poured bit of whiskey as he then stands and begins to take down many of the names, images, and strings attaching vast conspiracies, people who have been implicated in things, guards who have been paid off, all sorts of things that uh, he's taken to his own hands here. And indeed, you even, you as, as players at least, saw mm-hmm. a little <clears throat> dinner a few nights uh, two nights prior, where he had cheers with Revan mm-hmm. Daneth and Alexis Decaneth about, um, so he's obviously involved in that as well. Mm-hmm. So Ezekiel had asked, you know, is it worth it? And Alcris said, I think so. Won't your betrothed be, be, be upset? Mm-hmm. She doesn't need to know. The only person I think could have or would have stopped me, I made sure he was busy mm-hmm. this night. Props need attending. <laughs> As we will then go to Urfidel, who's seen Dan on a rooftop, arms behind his head, looking up at this moonless, completely new moon sky, up past bridges, walkways, towers, in the shadow on top of a, of a building. Some scenes of him meeting with Helker, saying, essentially, do you believe the ends justify the, the means. What do you think will happen to Saddam Bor- Bormar? One thumb up. Subscribe. <laughs> um, we'll meet with some companions of mine that have a job. Cultists of the keep- Keeper and Fury are meeting so-and-so. And Raphael went there to Upper Memphis to the, the, the point um, theater and met with the twin assassins of Veldor, the two women that had 
almost killed you all, but surely did kill Urfail. And coming behind them mm-hmm. was Papa Theon, as is his official <laughs> t- title. Mm-hmm. Words were, ex- were exchanged, at which Urfail said, how many times do I need to say yes? Where, who, when? Mm-hmm. Instructions were given. We come back. We then see Sarpator de Fiarlan stride into this place, this back back room of this um, inn, and, oh, you're back. We thought you were killed or cap- captured. Uh, <coughs> exaggerations, uh, turns out, is not Sarpator Fiarlan. It is Papa Fiarlan. He brings out this beautiful... <coughs> Serrated sab- saber tears off his mask. Several individuals, uh, um, the two assassins, either invisible or masked by the red mask of, of the, the Fury or the black mask of the, the Keeper, reveal themselves and bloodshed ensues. Well, 48, 50 people there, a good number, like two dozen of them, do escape and flee down the bridge where Earth is stationed. Then we had a really, really cool scene mm-hmm. where uh, Leo graced us with, with one, of, one of his musical scenes. He, he fun, does thanks. so well. Mm-hmm. It's very indulging me. Yeah. And we saw that he... Um, the intent, it seemed, was to allow Gumash to step forth. Mm-hmm. It is a wild night, after all. It is a, a, a time of inflamed emotions, passions of of all sorts, um, Inigo and Kat Cash is having a conversation about why is the boss so fucking ornery lately? Bees in the head and then you whack that hive with a stick. Mm-hmm. Raphael gives in to Grimash, but Grimash says, oh, you think it's me all the time? Mm-hmm. And a different figure, the mist not rising, more falling, so heavy and dense, like long red hair, mm-hmm. so dark red it would be black if the mist could be that color. Mm-hmm. As she grabs the cleaver, the golden cleaver, and smashes herself, a stupid, stupid, stupid boy, drops down, throws it, and these cultists, if, you, if that is what they, most of them are, mm-hmm. as she runs forward, the blood from her own head dripping down and Raphael's fingers are coming like dark red mist-like claws that help her tear into these people, rip out tracheas, push them off of bridges, snap necks easily. At the end of this one minute is all it takes. Earth mm-hmm. comes back to himself. Fjallan comes over. Are we good? Fuck off. <laughs> Nightbeard was essentially Earth's response. Inigo coming over. And um, I'm ushering you onto the carpet and use you to fly up into the night. I'm going to uh, end this scene with Leo here, and then we'll do yours and, and end it, and we'll do yours. Mm-hmm. Raphael, you are very aware of your surroundings. You have zero doubt that any actual danger were to, to come, you would immediately snap to. But I think that your mind seems to be elsewhere. As the wind around you on the carpet just flies, your face stained in blood, not your own, though. Um, your hands as well stained. The cleaver, um, clean of blood, save for the, the bare bit, bit of rusty color on the, on the blade that always seems to be there. 
Excuse me. I think, Urfael, that you would come back to yourself. Um, you are atop a tall monument, a trapezoidal statues with metal lanterns illuminating the base, stairs leading to a bronze plate of names down b- beneath you, all dedicated to the War of the Cloth. Oh, name doesn't mean anything to you. It'd be like for us, you know, the War of 18... The, 18, the War of, of 1812. We know we we know what that is, but none of us are, his, are historians. Oh yeah, the War mm-hmm. of the Cloth, that happened. Um... You know, we, we know what happened. It's it's old, and we move on. Um, we sit on monuments to people's sacrifice, stone hands clutching at nothing as marble faces look into the moonless sky. You and, you and Inigo are seated at the very peak of this magic carpet draped casually over the topmost statue, surely, surely some old king or general or something of, of the sort. Your feet are dangling hundred feet down and a thousand more feet past that, past the bridges. Are you well, my friend? <clears throat> I I was so wrong, Inigo. I I thought I was fighting with a dominating demigod. And I was having tantrums with my mom. I can see why you'd be embarrassed. You don't you don't get it, my friend. No. This means I wanted to do everything I did when I thought I didn't have control. What do you mean? It's like... Oh, God. How did I fuck this up so much? I thought... I was... I thought every time something went wrong... It was him doing it. Angry one, as you called him back in the day. But it turns out that's not. Seems it ain't the way it is. It's your mother, you think, all of the time? I don't even think it's that simple. Whatever. I can do. It's not like. It's not like she's there. It's like. Anytime I call upon this power or answer its call, whatever you want to say, it's like a piece of them or an intent is what comes through. Does that make any fucking sense? I think so. They say that the spirits of the dead are. Filled with in, in, intent. That's why the, the spirits are the ones with unresolved business, eh? Yeah, I think this might be a little different than your typical ghost stories, but nothing about you is 
difficult, my friend. Do you regret what you've done this night? Always. Someone's got to do it, right? Also, something didn't seem right about it. I mean, I can do a simple task, but I know when I'm given busy work, you know? My, my friend, I seem to think that you, from what I saw at the distance, I saw you kill two dozen armed people by yourself. It's more about who I was there with. Mm. I didn't think I was... And I did not pry. I know that you mm. didn't, that I was not, not for me to know. I got a lot to think about. We're supposed to meet back up with them soon, aren't we? I don't know how long this would have all taken and we were <coughs> supposed to meet back at the statue after a couple of hours. Or the, wherever we, mm. right? We talked about it's meeting back here Point. We, we had a rendezvous point. Yeah. Like, I haven't heard anything in a couple and of near hours. Near the pavilion? Was that yeah, near the mean? pavilion? That was I like think, the, I think, you know. Like, garden near the pavilion. Or the same place we launched from. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wherever mm -hmm. that um is. And that's not where you are right now. No, not at all. I mean, Inigo just kind of took you way up on, on a, a tower. That's why I have this mountain pass bullshit on. Just, like, the wind mm -hmm. is mostly what you're hearing right now. Is you're out there, like, the very, very tippy top of, like, this statue looking thing here. Mm -hmm. well, I think we have time as you... I mean, you, you you were kind of in like a mild f f f fugue state, I think, while he was fl fl flying you. You remember mm -hmm. looking and stepping off the car to carpet. Um, Inigo will say, I think it's been only about an hour, so we have time yet. Well, then I should be useful. Let's <sighs> look down. Head to the lower districts and see if there's anything we can do until then. Better to keep myself busy than think on this now. As we say, Commander. And uh, since I have the ring attuned, I will off the statue. <laughs> He's a little bit alarmed. He's also like, well, it's his choice. And then he sees you're going much slower. He's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> I think maybe... Uh, since your answer was, yeah, like you regret it, but somebody had to, 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 to do it, you know, sort of thing. A big reason why Urfael does not have a nick on him, and a big reason why he was so unbelievably effective and a part of what makes this hurt even worse is when you think back what happened just an hour ago, the worst part isn't the blood under your fingernails. It's the fact that every death that happened, you saw it a dozen times in a dozen different possible ways oh, before, yeah. before you chose <laughs> the way that you wanted to do it, which is a beautiful gift to have. It made you unbelievably effective. It meant that any attack that came at you could not touch you from these people. Maybe the rare, unbelievably fortunate glancing blow, which 
for your massive HP stock would essentially be un, un, unhit. Mm -hmm. You're sort of bounced off my pet holes, you know, that's the sort of thing. Uh -huh. and, you were, and, you, and you were the <laughs> lucky one out of 20, out of 20 sort of thing. Um, the gift of foresight from Norwin is a very strong gift, but that combined with you letting go any con control was an unbelievably deadly combination. So in your mind, you sort of saw a hundred deaths, 200 deaths, 600 deaths take place. And you simply chose for each and every one the most, not efficient, but the most brutal and efficient way you could. And you have all of those there. It's not like with Gurmash when you kind of come back and you're like, oh, I remember, but it's, it's hazy. Did I stab that bar mid? You remember every single thing that happened here. But you were not in control. You do know that. But you also released kind of control. You do know that. You two will fly down to the lower districts. We would spend our time <clears throat> seeing as the mood I'm in, uh, seeing if we can catch word of any trouble caused by a young elf maid with dark hair who is mm -hmm. just doing freaky shit. Or, sure. You know, yeah. Causing problems. Freaky blah, shit. Blah. Mm -hmm. Make an uh, uh, invest. Uh I'll say make an investigation check with advantage because Inigo's obviously oh, helping you there. Good, good. And you can you, you, you can use Inigo's if that's better, but I'm guessing you roll below 20 for, for both. Yes, I did. In a city this big, that would be such a weird, um, esoteric thing to think thing to hear about. Mm -hmm. um, but I I think Earth is not listening out for was there a little scrap and three jackasses that are killed in a, a tavern? You're more like, did anything happen? big and mm -hmm. the answer to both is you don't hear anything at all from the people the guards that you'll still swing by and ask the pp people some partying folks you see actually like 27 elven figures there's a lot of elves in, in one spot all kind of walking and singing um like an elven song which is a little bit of a weird thing but hey wild night and you're like excuse me and they're like we're, we're singing we're in the middle you're like excuse me and they throw the cleaver <laughs> <laughs> an accordion <laughs> <laughs> Mending. <laughs> Astral question of us. <laughs> you may ask Lathandriathmia and Fariath Kananiotka your question. These are high, high elves here for the night from um, um, Shake, Keradal. What is your question? Do you hear anything about an elven lass? They look around. Young With one. Dark hair. Teenage. Grimy one. It looks like these 20 cells would not know such a thing, but it's still worthwhile asking, like, hey, you guys would be able to hear about your own kind of Probably eating like shit. a huge pot of meat at a ridiculous meat? pace. Meat? They all kind of, no, not the sort that we would be with. I feel my rage boiling again. <laughs> Mama, take the wheel! <laughs> yeah. Be at peace, my friend. They will move past you on the walk walkway as. We'll continue playing the accordion, just not a usual. Go fuck yourself, I'm right now. I'm 
Wrap us up with that later this morning. No, high elves from the capital are weird. Are weird. Even they're enjoying the sober. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. As far as you guys go around and ask, and you know, again making yourself busy, you would see some things. Um, do you think Urfel and Inigo would get involved if you saw fifteen-year-old Any... chucking a stone through a wind window and stealing a scarf off of a? Any excuse to be aggressive with someone, he is essentially hopping at that. Oh, yeah. okay. So someone's throwing a stone, breaking a window, then he is flying by on the carpet with his sling and stone, whipping one back at the kid. Non-lethal damage. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Non-lethal. Oh, yeah. God! <laughs> not. Like, are we talking you want to make them hurt and flee, or you, or is this Batman non-lethal, where everybody's hanging upside down or with broken limbs? Pretty much. Like, as he's running away with the scarf, I hit him in the ankle, and he spins, the scarf wraps around the pole, ties him to it so beautifully, and he's like, oh no, I'm stuck here until someone punishes me. That, that is, he's in the gutter bleeding. That is the bat, <laughs> Batman way of doing yeah. things here. Mm-hmm. I am the Batman. Uh, <laughs> non-lethal knife. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that so makes sense. Okay, right so you're you're looking, looking for any excuse, big or small, to jump in and uh, aggressively solve aggressively problems. solve problems, no matter how big or small. But the good thing is, all the problems you find are small. You find you do find a fire oh, that's a problem. being set, and you and and you like you go get a bucket, and there's like a well, <laughs> get get a bucket, find find a well. And he's like, okay, don't. <laughs> Do what you did before, though. I go over to the well, dunk my head in it, drink all the water, <laughs> go over the fire. <laughs> Blastoise the fuck out of However I have to fight something, I fight it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I think that, that'd be how but, you spend the rest of your time until you opt to go um, back perfect. to the meeting place. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on over to Anaxoria. For, for Annie, had a very different sort of um, night. In one, one hand, an unbelievably boring one, at least compared to, to what we just heard. Her night being with the with the aspects and one guard apiece, wheat wines and foods, blankets and cots pulled pulled out. Even it is the nighttime that most people here slept during the day to be refreshed for the night, but. I'm also at the event, you eventually nods off. Um, but the thing of most interest here is obviously the conversation between Anaxoria and the aspect of the soul who had simply offered you wine and you did decline. He sat across from you and said, Morden came in. And a few insight v per, um, deceptions were had, and it seems like he was able to read through you in some way, shapes, or form. Uh, hushed conversations were then had in front of a foggy mirror within this place. I'm gonna let you tell me what you remember, what, what you think the key points of that conversation were to Annie, what those key points were. What did she learn from this? Who wants a scroll or a few? I mean, that's one, because they used to have them, which we already knew. But then three people can attune to one squirrel. Mm-hmm. That squirrel. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he felt Mordenkainen had too much power or was not safe. Untrustworthy. Untrustworthy. And he himself is pretty ambitious. 
suspicious. I do remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he seemed to think that the problem was that Mordenkainen, who you asked, had you met him before? And you think truthfully that the soul said, I don't know. I may have. I don't know. And that's part of the problem. Um, uh, he, he, yeah, he essentially was like, Mordenkainen, if the name, the man, the myth, the legend is real, is finds himself above the law. And you know that um, Lucatesrian Arrhenius was the headmaster, or the, the, the archbishop, my apologies, of the esoteric order of Orion, Orion being the sovereign of law and magic. And he said, despite what you may think of me, I have earned everything I've got. I've been appointed. So I do have authority. And it is problematic for somebody of that power to be in a place like this, thinking themselves above any sort of law, having nobody, no strings attached to him, nobody to oversee him. Um, he asked, does he have and you knew what the meaning was. I recall specifically that you were able to mostly keep from him whether he had a, has a, like a position of power within the city, I think. Um, but you're not sure what else he's able to glean from. You know, it's not, it's never super obvious who wins the con contest of wills and, and deception and insight there. I think the conversation mostly was amicable in its, in, its, in its own way. There were no threats given, just concerns. And he did reveal not only that there were three souls, I think he even revealed which three they were. Mm -hmm. Does anybody recall? Uh, Life, Life, will, and creation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly that, exactly that. Um, and how any one of those could give this mm -hmm. city, this realm, the people of the world such gifts. Mm -hmm. Forget about this war. It was fool he believed his foolishness for the aspects who have given them away, though he understands why after the time that they did they were beginning to be used for not good purposes. Mm -hmm. Selfish purposes might be might be the word mm -hmm. I would use for that case. Um, he said, I'm sure we'll talk more in the future. Um, and you guys party, you then had a brief conversation with the aspect of the mind. He based, basically, she basically said, yes, he's ambitious. He's always had that. I've worked, worked, worked with him in the past. I essentially chose him for this position because my different nations suggested he was both the best person. He was just the best person for the job. It may have been foolish just on my part to think that he would give up his ambitions. And even though he gave up his titles and his associations with those other orders, um, obviously the esoteric order of Orion is going to be one that would look toward like you know, wizards and all that sort of stuff. So it, it's a bit of a gray area on exactly what this meant. But information was definitely gathered by you and most assuredly gathered by him. Uh, at which time the rest of the night goes by without anything of real interest hap happening. Unless you would like to spark up any specific conversations. Um, otherwise, you can keep things, you know, light. Very or, light. Just very so I light. can focus on my surroundings. 
and he does not um, bother you any any more than that whatsoever. Um, yeah, the aspect effect of the soul appears to be snoozing. In fact, the aspect of the mind is meditating, basically snoozing. Elspeth is straight up snoring at one point. Um, you know, you're kind of just put her on her side and an additional pillow under her head. <laughs> you know, Stop you, the snoring. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm not being pillow sweet. right over the face. And just hold there. Annie pulls out a CPAP machine and puts it on her face. Yeah. Um, you can, uh, you know, walk around, stretch your legs, walk around the big pool there. Um, if there's nothing else you wish to do, mm-hmm. then we can just skip right to the end. You're beginning to get tired here, here yourself. Um, essentially, when Elspeth wakes up and everyone is like, morning has come. Fully, morning has come. And... Um, Guards receive a, a sending, and they relay that the sun is, is, is rising. Um, we have the area com- completely blocked off. Now there were some protesters that had come. There were some, call them cultists, call them dissenters, dis- whatever you want to call them, did come and were on the steps of the pavilion, but nothing happened. A few rocks and bricks were thrown, but no, nothing that would be unexpected. For all intents and pur- purposes, um, Wild Night was a very boring thing for Annie, for the pavilion itself, despite the belief like, oh god, this is this is where it all goes down. Um, again, last time I'll say it, you guys dealt with the made. This would have been a very different night if mm-hmm. it would have been a thousand lycanthropes all getting bit. Ow! Ow! That sort of mm-hmm. thing. So you guys dealt with that massive infestation whatnot previously. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Elspeth says that she will stay within the pavilion this day, offering prayers to her gods and her parents' wayward souls and being a symbol to those, those few who do enter. Um, she does not say you need to stay. Um, there are there are um, Eklund can stay with her at this point. Okay. It's possible that some terrible nonsense could happen but you're uniquely suited to get back to the pavilion in a snap. Um, some rooms inside you suspect are protected from teleportation stuff but the pavilion of the host itself does not appear to be actually as soundly protected as the palaces. So you could even tell, teleport to the, 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 the upper floor where the nine different entire like Notre Dame chapels are. There's nine of them within this one super structure thing plus barracks and vaults and all the huge, huge structure here. Um, so it would make more sense for you to go because you can come back like that whereas um, Eklund still cannot teleport. It's up to you. You can opt to, nope, I'm not, not leaving this side, or you can opt to leave, get some rest, update your chums, meet with them, all that stuff. As long as Eklund is there, because he can send me, mm-hmm. I would leave, but I'd go to the den to sleep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to the den. Sounds good. Because no word from my comrades means that mm-hmm. they're fine. You go to the Basilisk Den, Trojan Snoozily, uh, you'll find 
Elgaris is in bed, um, sleeping fitfully. Is the the sheets are a bit damp. Um, you can see like that. Um, uh, there's like one very small candle, just the barest stub, about to go out. Sort of a thing. There on the side room, there was a there was a small fire at one point. Time now it's just the barest of of, of everything. not that you need light like to see, but you can tell that he has been here for some time. Um, and uh, but yeah, you can just tell he's been sleeping fitfully. There's even some like head tossing as you walk in, though you're quiet enough. He just doesn't tell snap awake or anything of the sort. Oh, uh, you want to just snuggle, snuggle in, go sleep. Blow out the candles, snuggle in. Okay. You sleep. Um, okay, so I'm actually gonna come back to you then later on once you once you get your rest and wake up. Um, also, we'll see if any of your friends do decide to message you. You might be calling into bed and then shoot directly back out. So, 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 you know, we don't we don't we don't don't know until we know what else happens. Mm-hmm. Spiders. <laughs> but we'll nope, we'll assume yeah we'll assume that that you essentially take. Um, 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 uh, uh, you take your Pegasus back to there because you no longer have the Wind Walk spell. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you are sleeping right now. Um, the only thing I'll ask is if you would have stopped anywhere on your way, like the condo or, 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 or anything, or if you would have just gone straight to the Basilisk. I would have thing. gone straight just because, you know, I can set up my scrolls there in case you two want to write to me or someone else does and I can sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. Then we'll go to Norman. Mm-hmm. Norman, you were flying a- a- around and you had some difficult decisions to make. You saw a roaring, almost almost angry, galloping, voracious fire spreading through fields of Galanda and, and, and House Horosco, the magically hardy plants with constant plant growth on them growing rapidly. Things that a normal fire probably shouldn't be able to cross that fast, but again, it's almost seems to race like galloping beasts and that curl back into flames and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You also saw a tower of people uh, mm-hmm. on the middle plat- plateau. Um, noblemen, merchants, not the lowest caste, not, not the highest either, mm-hmm. with music being played and um, a fire on the lower floors crawling up, um, people trying to jump mm-hmm. out onto passing by, by, by hippogriffs that the guards and hippogriffs had to kick them off because otherwise they all w- w- would have gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, in your wind cloud-like form, uh, you opted to leave the city, leave mm-hmm. that, with I think the very logical decision of there's more people here right now that can help with, with that, mm-hmm. that can help with that. And you very quick, quickly go zooming out of the city toward the Vidalis Zoo, which is where this conflagration elemental nonsense mm-hmm. seemed to be going toward. As you got close, you saw that there were several masked figures, those masked and, and wearing the um, pieces of the Devourer, one of the Dark Six, the mm-hmm. father of the Fury. And three of them with flames, flames rising from their hands, licking up their very forms as there was a crack of glowing red there where this fire seemed to be producing from. Mm-hmm. You landed, came came into yourself, sleet stormed the, 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 the fuck out of them. They tried to find you, you went back into your wind form, zipped over, went back, and mustered every bit of strength you could. First trying to do some fire prevention with fire, fi- fighting fire with fire didn't, didn't mm-hmm. work well. 
well, I have a bunch of sleet storms. If that's all I can do, that's all I can do. But stopping the origination was good because that seemed mm -hmm. to stop the galloping, voracious now it's just fire. Mm -hmm. And you uh, quite literally tore a minute of concentration, fires licking up your own form, mm -hmm. taking a random handful of dice damage, yeah. um, <laughs> and tearing a thin line, like, like a paper-thin line, <laughs> crack, a hundred yards ac across, where paper-thin as it may be, it was directly to the elemental plane of water, mm -hmm. and that right in the, the, the ocean, Pressure, the, the, the pressure differential means a sheet of water came that came down directly above you. The weight of it enough that mm -hmm. it may very well have sliced right, right, right through you almost if you didn't mm -hmm. set back from it. And that preventing mm -hmm. the fire from spreading. But the figures mm -hmm. stepped forth and were prepared to duel you. Cro crossbow bolt mm -hmm. struck your um, armor and then... A tidal wave came, doused more of the young flames, knocked those three three elementalists over, condensed into into a watery sphere. Another spell that you know brought it up a hundred feet. You didn't know. You don't know anything. That's a usual thing it can do. And then mm -hmm. splooshed, dispelled, and then they fell, crumbling to the ground into pieces. Yep. At which time, an, an old wizard man blue cloaks staff in hand blue pointed hat a um, white beard a uh, uh, blue and a red feather into the cap and he strides toward you the figure of Elminster mm -hmm. a face you've not seen for some time greetings were had um, brief discussions um, words were exchanged and he he, he Heal you, your burns mm -hmm. almost entirely, and then um, essentially saying, "Well done." And you said, "Yeah, just keep this from getting worse." I guess he said, mm -hmm. "I'll do what I can." Mm -hmm. um, and then as he turned to go, he says, "Is there anything else that that you need of me?" We don't, which is a question you don't you don't think Elmister would even reveal himself to to anyone else. You, you would probably, I think, you would know inherently that he sure as hell would not have revealed himself to him. Of course, mm -hmm. he would never reveal himself to her. Mm -hmm. He was probably right. uh, mm -hmm. holders of the the watch mm -hmm. sort of thing, the trust. You were the one who was mm -hmm. pegged for this position, not the others. He was pegged big. <laughs> Your memory, memory was modified to to, to erase that mm -hmm. yep. spell. Gotta get the job. Um, yep. yep. So. There were some questions that you wanted to, wanted to ask, um, Norway. Yeah. So go ahead. Recently I've heard a term that I'm not familiar with, and I was curious if you'd be willing to shed light upon it if you know. Do you, have you ever heard of or do you know about what a beholder is? A beholder? Um, I'm gonna let you make a, a roll, but it's gonna be with his, and he gets a plus eleven to this check. Yeah. The DC is twenty-five, Ooh, so you have to roll sparkles. a fourteen. Mm -hmm. Come on, fifteen. Eleven. Oh, eleven. Mm -hmm. Twenty-two is still good. Twenty-two is still, still <laughs> good. So it's not going to be. It's not going. It's not not gonna be mm -hmm. the answers you wish he had, but it will simply be. Um, yeah, he's, he's like what you expect from a um, an old uh, wizard. wizard man thing here. The beauty is in the eye of it. Um, he kind of strokes his beard a bit, um, his hand then going to his um, 
very elaborate sword on, on his side as he looks up into the moonless sky, closes his eyes and says, I have heard that word as well. Is this a creature, yes? I don't even know. It is a creature, if, if we are speaking of the same thing. It is a creature. Creature. I'm aware of that. One that is known for its myriad eyeballs. That I can tell you as well. Why do you ask? Well, in the context I heard it, it sounded like there was a curse that couldn't be lifted even within a beholder's gaze, I believe is what they said. But I was just curious if, because I'd never heard of such a creature before, what that might entail. I do not know precisely what that could have meant. Um, but I can tell you at least, I, I do know it is a, not a creature well known, obviously. If one such as, your, as yourself and myself cannot uh, conjure its image or definition to the mind, but I have heard it is a, a creature known for its, its eyes. So the fact that you said gaze is of interest. Okay. I'll see if I can find some more information about it. Hmm. I don't know if they'd have such a thing in the library or not. Palinaeum, if it would exist, may be there, maybe in the more restricted sections of the Marburg University. Hmm. Is this of great import? Not necessarily, I don't... I don't know, I'm just trying to piece together some information. I don't know how relevant it is. I will not make it a priority on my own schedule then, but if I do come across something, I will send to you. Appreciate that, and if it turns out to be something of more priority, I'll send to you as well. That seems fair. I do have a couple other questions if you have a moment. I have just a moment that you need. Okay. And no more, no less. Perfect. Complete. I was curious of what you know of the Dark Six, and if you've ever met one of them. Met one of the Dark Six. Mm -hmm. Kind of gives you a, you know, he's got pretty, in, he's got very <coughs> kindly eyes um, often, but he, they kind of grow. I, li I, li I like this picture. I have some, I have a picture of him. I like this one a lot because he gets more intense. The other one more, is kind of like more serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. kind of gets an intense look upon you. It's like, why would you ask that if I have met or know of I've... Dark Six? I assume you were asking beyond simply religious doctrine. Yes. Just recently, I feel like I've heard of more and more of these that seem to have more of tangible influence in the world. I'm wondering if I haven't seen visages of the shadow before, and I don't know if I maybe have met one of them or not. I do not believe that I have had the honor of meeting any 
but into many schools of thought of them being gods mm-hmm. on the same playing field as the sovereign host, or of them being powerful wielders of magic and influence in times of old. I would find myself more firmly in the latter. The third camp would be that of they don't exist at all. In that middle camp, I and other learned folk that I may, that said, and, and other learned folk that I know would believe that the shadow is very quite real. Do you know of the origins of the religion of the Silver Flame? I do. Paladin Tira Miron. Paladin, I don't know if I remember that. Not if you've told us. <laughs> uh, you, you can go ahead and make it. I don't think I've told, told you. You okay. can make a religion check. Okay. Religion? You've told her? Is that what that spark is for? No. (laughs) She goes to plays and (coughs) dances and stuff. Mm -hmm. Nine total? Nine total. Um, Five plus four. No. I don't think Mm -hmm. you would even have known that that was a name related to that. Mm -hmm. Is that the one that keeps trying to kill Annie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that one. That's the one that Annie keeps it's trying to kill. The Jesus of their religion <laughs> is specifically coming after Annie. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that makes yeah. sense to me. Um, he'll simply say, Tira Miron was a paladin, not obviously of the Silver Flame, because mm-hmm. she predated mm-hmm. them. Her and her warrior sisters, he'll look back at the Saedi and say, I will be as brief as I can can on this, you'll have to, you can find more information yourself. There's plenty of plays and theatrical performances of, of, of them as such. There was a beast that she slew, but more specifically sealed with her sword in a distant land that nobody now knows of. Mm-hmm. And it is the belief of some scholars that that beast was the shadow. Mm -hmm. Since nobody knows where this final battle, where this sealing took place, it is quite difficult to confirm this. The shadow seeks out ambitious folk. It is said to. The shadow can grant magic, and the shadow is called as such because it is said to be the shadow of Orion himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you know that we're the religious doctrine of the sovereign host, that if the shadow and Orion ever come back into contact with each other, it will mean the apocalypse of the world as we know it. Mm-hmm. That is the doomsday scrawlings of the predominant religion here in the West. Sure. Sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, quick too. The ROI said, from what she said, we're to infer that little aspect of history is kind of accurate. Arion shadow splitting. Yeah, mm-hmm. she straight up like basically she... confirmed that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that and that the shadow was not sure there with. Yeah, she said that that there were three people that attuned to the scroll, 
Mm -hmm. Mockery, the Keeper, and the Devourer. The Devourer, exactly. Mm -hmm. She was a child as she is now, so she mm -hmm. was not in, in involved in that. The Stranger, the the, the, uh, the Outsider was there as well, which she, I think you inferred as the tra as a Traveler. She did mm -hmm. not say mm -hmm. anything. The Shadow wasn't there. Okay. Um, Sorry to interrupt. Thank you. No, no, you're good. So that's essentially what Telminster says. He doesn't believe... He, he, I guess he'll wrap that up by by saying, with the exception of the shadow, there's very little. The religious doctrine would say that any crafty merchant that sells you a lamp mm -hmm. on uh, passing by on the street from his cart of doodads and widgets mm -hmm. is the, but he does not ask for coin. He asks for. A secret. He asks for a favor, right? And he gives you a lamp, and then you go, go, you go home. You try to light the lamp. If something else co comes out, they say that's the traveler. Mm -hmm. They say that when there's a particularly vicious storm, that's the bower. There is, as far as I see, there is no evidence of any of that being real. The shadow, on the other hand, there has more concrete evidence of that. I would never say. I would not say in my years I have ever met any of them. I do not know if my companions have that you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. Again, I can ask when next I meet with them. If you so desire. I'm gonna roll your insight here on. Oh, that's only sixteen. <laughs> Just to see if he's trying to like hide something in that regard, like if he has a twitch of eyebrow or something. You actually rolled better than him. <clears throat> uh -huh. um, he did say he's never met any of the Dark Six. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that you don't think he's lying to you. You mm -hmm. don't see that he's withholding <laughs> anything, per se. Mm -hmm. You think he's a bit in a hurry, so there's probably... You guys could sit over to, you know, tea, and oh, yeah. if, if he wasn't so busy, and if you had, didn't have such a long list of shit yourself to do, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of information sharing, but he seems to be pretty straight up when he says, like, the shadow is something he believes exists. Mm -hmm. Probably they all ex existed, but he does not prescribe. Oh, a really bad, bad storm! Damn you, devourer! Um, right. sort of thing, which I think is a very nice parallel to you beginning our last session, where, where mm -hmm. I asked you, "What does Norman think about this mm -hmm. whole Fury thing? Does he think Wild Knight is tied to the Fury?" And you said, "You don't really think so. It's probably just mm -hmm. a crossing of like the <coughs> planes and stuff. Like mm -hmm. Feywild and Shadowfell are crossing somewhere, and it kind of makes some some weird emotional effect and." Mm -hmm. Maybe she was born on this day and got um, influenced by it in the same way that if a child is born at a weird flare of the um, um, elemental plane of fire, f f fire, they may they may grow to be a fire genasi. Like, mm -hmm. like you've seen the, like people like that, so you know that planes can affect the material plane in strange ways. Um, this is sort of a nice reflection of that, mm -hmm. where he's like poppycock that the dark six are somehow making this bad stuff happen. Mm -hmm. Shadow is the one thing that he's like that pro mm -hmm. probably existed. I've seen my and shadow. May exist. <laughs> Everywhere. Yep, exactly. So. Bless you. What got into me? Shadow bless you. <laughs> shadow bless you. Let's see. We're talking about the shadow, and Rachel starts sneezing. It's <coughs> us. <laughs> is there anything else he'll say? Looking back at the at the city and turning toward it. Hopefully, pretty brief, just to get some insight into the way that you're. Order might operate. Um, I was privy to the final moments of Luneth, and I was curious if it was 
Uh, <laughs> I know I know what your question is. So this is the face I want you to be yeah. looking at when you ask this question. I was curious if it was wisdom or some sort of foresight that kept you from following Luneth down into his final resting place. How do you know about that? Because I saw it. How did you see it? I, I was disguised. I saw it through a monocle. That was... Uh, it was why. I did not know that you were so friendly with the, the late Corsovatar. Not particularly. But it is uh, no longer in his possession. that I work with explicitly did not want to be involved in that attack. Yeah. Our mutual benefactor considered it folly. And for reasons that you and I know, but would prefer to bide time before we make any strikes. I've had dealings with Luneth in the past, and when he messaged me directly, I saw fit to help him in one small way. That small way was the conjuring of a ninth circle of magic to help the immediate onslaught of that via the Meteor strike spell, of which he did this. The, he did the same. Did you see that through the monocle? Yes. After which, I and I made this very clear to him. I would not be joining him with them. I was there to see where the location was. That was his gift to me, and my gift to him was one spell. I watched them go in, and then I absented myself of the place. Very well. I was just curious about the... Um, for what it's worth, I'm glad you didn't go in. What did you see? I will explain roughly what I saw there. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll necessarily hold anything back, and I'll particularly describe the eye. The eye, the mm-hmm. magic turning off of certain mm-hmm. artifacts, or I guess certain artifacts, items. you know, mm-hmm. certain magical magical, magical <coughs> items that you believe are artifacts um, still working. Um, mm-hmm. Do you mention the crow stepping through? Mm-hmm. Or do you chalk this up to whether, do you, do you describe scrolls? And, and, and whatnot, or do you say yeah, once the yeah. magic was turned off, so somehow mm-hmm. a bunch of hobgoblins came in and killed killed them? That could that could be a mm-hmm. believable story as well. I'll mention the the crow. Yes, I think I'll leave off like him using the scrolls perhaps for now, but I'll at least mention the crow just like going in and just like unloading on people and just like they didn't stand a chance. Remind me, 
have, have you guys <clears throat> have had the conversation with Morton Cannon about believing that mm-hmm. your enemy, the crow, is the tra- traveler? Has that happened? So, yeah. yeah, I think mm-hmm. we have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Earth, Earth wouldn't know, but Leo, but Leo has a mind like a steel mm-hmm. trap yes. sometimes. I, mm-hmm. I, I believe that you have. <laughs> yeah. I believe yeah. Elmister was in. Yes, when we talked about yeah. everything we did with the Raven Queen, we kind of mentioned, like, yeah, mm-hmm. they mentioned there that there was a traveler, and we think it's this fucker, and he's the mm-hmm. one that always seems to be everywhere. Yes, okay, that's. But that's what I thought. And I think he was in there invisible and Tasha was in yeah. there as well. Yeah, he made himself invisible once once the, mm-hmm. the chat started happening. So, yes, um, when you use the word like the, the crow, he would know who mm-hmm. that's referring to. Um, but you leave out him mm-hmm. using the scrolls, you just, mm-hmm. he comes in there, kicks butt. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What not. Elminster will tell you. Mm-hmm. The reason why Luneth Dawnseeker was so keen to launch this offensive was partially because he was an elf who believed firmly that the few with great power are simply more important than the many with less. He truly believed that decisions would be better made by those with tremendous power. But he also believed, therefore, that things like wars can be ended by those with tremendous power, assailing those with tremendous power. Why involve the hundreds of thousands of feathers? The concept of of, of armies to a man like Luneth is more of a more of a distraction. So there is that side. There is the hubris. There is the directness. There is the his political beliefs, which I, I just mm-hmm. said to you. But besides that, I believe he found out somehow, and I'm not still not sure entirely how, he found out that the enemy leading the Eastern forces mm-hmm. was in possession of not one but two of the items. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea how we could have come into possession of such knowledge that I don't know a little deception check do I actually uh, do I know that you were in the sheep lab room <laughs> it was at the um at the oh summit. Yes. Summit. yeah I yeah. totally forgot about that for the face dates I thought I you had that face I was like yeah me neither <laughs> deception high deception come on Norman uh, actually it is Straight 18. <laughs> Straight 18. Nice. Yeah. Um, I literally forgot. Yeah, you might actually tell, choose to tell the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say for insight, he has a plus 10. Okay, that's Ooh, valid. Dang. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's 18. 18. 18. Mm-hmm. Great. So it's not a, I'm not going to consider this a direct, oh, he reads your entire, that you're mm-hmm. lying to him. I think he sees that you he knows probably you. know a little bit more than you're letting on. Yep. But I think <laughs> likewise, <laughs> I think likewise he's not letting on. So he just sees that and nods to you. Mm-hmm. If Stephen would like to reveal more, you can. Now mm-hmm. that you're like, actually, I do remember that. <laughs> um, I didn't know if you were mm-hmm. being dodgy intentionally, but you seem no. to have a, he's not going to press you, press you on. So if you want to leave it at that, totally fine. Mm-hmm. I will say that there was a meeting of the minds, and I don't know if you heard of if it was a congregation in one of the little um, face states of the different Alfheim and Agristone and whatever city state we're in right now. <laughs> I definitely Sir remember. Sir, thank you. I couldn't remember it off the top of my head. Um, and he did start shouting about, well, not shouting, but started boldly inquiring about 
such items, who there would have known of these 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 items? Honestly, I'm not entirely sure on this. Obviously, myself was there, and Exori was there, and I think perhaps that the uh, Archdeacon, and I don't know if any of the people from Alfheim would know. Perhaps he read someone's mind to suss to suss out this information. It's very possible. I mean, he was, seems to be very bold about his stance of if I have one of these, I can end this. That's exactly what he said. Which is well, if he believes you have to, you have to imagine if a mage of his power or my, myself, for example, believed as he did, mm-hmm. then. If the most powerful of a realm is to fight the most pow- powerful, then you simply must make yourself more powerful. Of course. It is a very simple e- equation to a man like that. And he was old. he was quite a bit older than even myself. Which is why I was surprised that he had such wherewithal to go in sands as far as I'm aware. I will admit that I was shocked when I heard that that group of individuals went, some of which I knew, others I did did not, and I kept myself hidden from, from any of them except for Lunath himself. I was shocked to hear that they actually failed. Those are some of the most powerful people I know of in one place. I know that, that they did tremendous damage. I saw that with my own two eyes and spellcraft mm-hmm. so it is not that the mission was a complete failure but obviously Lunath Dawnseeker's mission was an abject failure not only did he lose his do you know if, were you looking through the monocle when he lost his did he die I believe so I don't know if I know that entirely do I I know he was getting punched really yeah, bad I don't think I don't think this is something where Norwin and Steven are in ag- agreement. You don't really yeah. know. There's yeah. a good chance he did, but you don't you don't you don't know. Yeah. I mean he was bludgeoned extremely badly. Monocle flew off and then yeah. the connection was lost. The connection was lost. Passed, passed up and stuff. So yeah. you might still be alive, but it's I wouldn't hold your breath. So this crow mm-hmm. who you believe is ne- I'm beginning to see the threads of your previous two questions here. I'm going to let you roll another check for that mm-hmm. initial check mm-hmm. about the beholder, because now you're giving him information mm-hmm. that might sometimes a tra- trigger is a memory. with the blue one. I don't know Here, if I trust you. Blue. Bluey? That's uh, what is that? Is that's that a one. It's a one. <laughs> because it's that's fine. It doesn't mean anything. It just means it doesn't tra- trigger any other mm-hmm. things. Like, mm-hmm. this is good information to have. Thank you. Seventeen years. <laughs> Part of me wonders if I had been within, if things would have gone differently. But based off of your descriptions, I think the answer is likely not. I do have several artifacts of my own. He puts it, uh, like almost subconsciously, a hand on, on his very resplendent, um, mm-hmm. fancy hilt of his sword mm-hmm. there, which you've never seen him draw. He's a wizard, right? He need, need a sword for it. Ask mm-hmm. Gandalf, that motherfucker was dual wielding. This is not 5 5 e k- 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 come on. Yeah. Seriously. Um, 
it is when you're a badass epic character like Gandalf, <laughs> a god, um, an angel. Um, he says, yep. so things may have been different, but equally likely I would be alongside him right now. Which is why I was in part curious if there was something that you knew that would have more foresight or wisdom that I could impart it from so I can avoid such situations myself. I wish I can trust me when I say this. I would tell you if there was some divination or brilliance, but it was more our mutual proprietor, um, patron saying, don't get involved until we are ready and full. And this was not a time when we were ready and full. And you know precisely what I'm referring to. It will not be when the truce is, is over. You remember we will need more months past that. Do not expect to see much of me or others until that time. But I never do. I doubt the war will be over in only three months. <coughs> Honestly, probably not. I hope not. In some ways, because uh, I worry if it's that short, it's not going to be in our favor. Well, I do know that the eastern, the eastern armies, the forces marching to face the barbarians as they're referred to of, of the, I'm sorry, the Western armies marching, marching mm-hmm. eastward to face them, both outnumber them and out should be able to hold. They're in a much more defensible position. They have more trained men making barricades and holding passes should be an enormous advantage there. But I think you and I are both in similar position. He kind of like gives you a look up and down. The last time you met him, you were in game terms several levels mm-hmm. lower. You know, he kind of looks you up, up, up and down and sees a. Just uh, ripped a hole in reality. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sees yeah, a I couldn't growing, do it again. <laughs> sees a growing boy kinship <laughs> there in a sense, and says, "I'm like a guitar." And says, "I think that." Luneth was right in some ways, though. Mm-hmm. That this war will be won by the few. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean the many need not fight. And in many ways, we, the few, must look after the many. Okay. You and I, your friends, my friends, cannot, cannot defeat 20,000 Easterners across many, across many fronts. But I also do not think that our forces can survive the combined efforts of what it appears that your enemy, now I can say, our mutual enemy, has to bear. I will only ask this final question before I must make my way. Did you see this dark-clad figure wielding any of these items in this fight? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do an inside check to see if I have any sense of... Let's see, what am I trying to glean from this? I'm trying to glean any kind of... Um, almost gluttony for it, mm-hmm. in, in some ways. Or mm-hmm. like, you know, <coughs> playing with that A report. Uh, oh, pretty good. Uh, that is 21. That will be a 4. Oh, well, Ooh, it's got plus eighteen. <laughs> Always my favorite, my favorite joke. Which is, which is funny because you actually have plus fifteen just to several things. That's very possible. Yeah. Um, he will. You, I think, 
don't see the intensity in mm-hmm. his eyes that you saw pre- pre- previously. Mm-hmm. You don't see gluttony for this. Mm-hmm. You see an inquisitiveness like, was Luneth right? Was his, was his information good? Are we correct in what we fear? Mm-hmm. Combined with, I guess, an aspect of fear. A bit of trepidation mm-hmm. there. You know, like If mm-hmm. Luneth was correct, went in with the people that I saw him go, go in with, Mm-hmm. and died like that that is grounds for cons- concern even greater than mm-hmm. we already had perhaps okay trepidation is good in that instead of like <laughs> no it's not it, you don't get any sense of him mm-hmm. being like does he have it because if so I'm gonna go do the same shit you mm-hmm. don't have a sense at all or he does not like, even have a sense oh, hi. Mm-hmm. our side is so powerful no. you know kind of stuff I don't think you have any sense of that at all no chase I was saying Then we have no, we have no new information other than confirmation of information that we already have, and that in itself is information. Yeah. Thank you. I wish I, I I hope I've been helpful to you in some way, shape, or form. Though I seem to think that you've been more helpful to me. Perhaps. Which seems to be the case. It kind of does. The mm-hmm. old Santa Santa Claus yeah. gnarled finger on the, the nose. Yeah. We should both return. His cloak flares. You don't see him cast a spell, but mm-hmm. he taps his staff on, 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 on the ground. The feathers begin to twirl. His cloak expands out, and he. Same, bro, same, bro. <laughs> I will follow you! Loading bar. Loading bar. <laughs> I mean, let's see. He can move 60 feet per round, 10 rounds, 600. You take 10 rounds to get them then in two rounds, you'll be right next to him. <laughs> you'll be like, Dashing? No, but I try not to take into account dash because you can only dash during chases. Oh. Um, otherwise, you get like a, 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 exhaustion. <laughs> With his con, he can oh, probably can. dash like four times. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah, you go. there you go. Um, mm-hmm. So that ends that thing. Thank mm-hmm. you for asking those questions. I know that you mentioned them before, but I was like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give, give, I'm gonna give you a full week to yeah, noodle on that. it, then I can noodle on mm-hmm. how much more. Why do you? Yeah, that makes sense. How much I want to keep from you. And your I know it was a four. <laughs> <laughs> With that, mm-hmm. I'm going to, for the sake of timing and stuff, I'm going to take our first break right now. That was, that was what my alarm was for. Hit the, coffee, hit the coffee, stop that. We have to feed the, feed the dogs. Do people want chicken nuggets or no? Yeah. Snacks I like, yeah, I like chicken. We'll do chicken, chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why everybody's hesitating. Quite a Minnesota thing. I like, I like chicken. Yeah, there you go. I like chicken. Mm-hmm.